0: Block TALK RADIO ROLL it.
1: JUST AS AN OPENER REAL QUICK I WANTED TO DIVE IN PRETTY HARD HERE um, FIGURE IF WE'RE PREPARING FOR BATTLE WE OUGHT TO JUST uh, KNOW OUR ENEMY to say at least. So, um, I've kind of been spending some time just kind of, uh, I've been listening to a lot of material actually. Um, you know, I take in a lot when I'm working as well. And so, uh, just kind of where I've been led is, uh, just some misconceptions of our enemy. I've talked a lot about trying to make sure we know the tools that we have and how to use those as weapons in this war that's before us. And, uh, and I think we need to be equally prepared uh, with who our enemy is. And uh, I like to focus more on who he isn't. You know, I think a lot of times we live in a generation where we're given the enemy too much power, you know. Uh, everywhere we go, we see not today Satan or uh, the devil made me do it, you know. And uh, I just, I see a lot of reference to that everywhere. You know, uh, just any, any of it you find yourself in, you know, a lot of the prayer circles inside the walls of the churches, you know, you'll just hear a lot, uh, Satan's influence, you know, uh, I think we have a lot more power than we give ourselves credit for because we're too busy handing it over. So, uh, that's kind of where I'm at, Matthew. I don't know if you want to jump in here occasionally and maybe give me an opinion on, uh, where you want to go with this, but I've got a lot of reference material. So I've also got some stuff. I'm kind of prepared to see where, uh, where you can take us with this thing too When I, when we dive in
0: Well I think that's A really good place to start uh, There are many misconceptions And people really don't know What they're up against uh, That That is a diabolical truth uh, That Most people in this generation Really don't come to grips with um, And that's just the way of this generation They they need to put all of their problems in the physical world. It's it's my boss's fault, it's my co-worker's fault, it's my spouse's fault, it's my children's fault, it's the principal's fault, it is the sun, moon, and stars' fault. It is everything is external, and not only that, it's in the physical world. When, if you can't come to grips with the simple fact that the only reason why you're having problems is because you have an enemy. Well, you don't stand a chance. You literally don't stand a chance because you're just going to walk from one booby trap to the next one. And it's literally going to be fun and games for your enemy. It will literally just be fun and games because you won't see it coming and he will just trip you, trip you, trip you, trip you. And it would be nice and safe and sound if it just stayed that way but it doesn't you see because Bryant very quickly well that gets boring so he'll start tripping up your spouse and then that'll get boring he'll start tripping up your children when that gets boring then he goes for extended family especially the elderly and the infirm and that's when things will get really bad And if you don't have the wherewithal to realize that well, your battle is not at work. And it never was. Your battle was not in your backyard sparring off with your neighbor. It never was. The problem is that most people don't realize that the battle that they're in, no matter what that might be, they don't realize that the war Is literally eternal. It's eternal. And it's for the bottom line. It is for the period at the end of the sentence.
1: I mean, even our Lord and Savior was tempted. So we we must not forget that part as well. You know, it's uh, very possible that uh, we hear everywhere we go, you know, we hear that the battle starts internally but I feel like the battle started spiritually long before we had an internally ourselves. So we do have to be aware that there is an enemy present. And I love that you opened this discussion with the enemy because that's the last place that my search led me to today. And I actually have that open here, uh, a few points about that. And so where I ended up, uh, when it's all said and done, uh, it's a very heavily discussed topic sometimes on the, uh, the fringier side, even to a lot of people, uh, it gets really deep, you know? And, uh, so I was taken to Matthew 13, you know, uh, he answered and said to them, he who sows the good seeds is the son of man. The field is the world, the good seeds and the sons are the kingdom, but the tares are the sons of the wicked ones. The enemy who sowed them is the devil. So there we have it. The harvest is the end of the age and the reapers and the angels. Therefore, as the tares are gathered and burned in the fire, so it will be at the end of this age. So that's where I was led to by the end of things. And it's funny because this is uh, a parable, uh, you know, that, um, that he was explaining, you know, separately uh, after the parable was told and uh, just kind of breaking this down. So I, I want to make sure we do put emphasis that this is important. You know, if it's important to Jesus, right, it's important to me. So I, I spend a lot of time focusing on what uh, he had to say. Uh, I feel like that's uh, my go-to personally. Now, I'm not saying I, I do believe in the whole Bible, and every bit is important. And the more I listen and I am able to discuss these things with brothers around me, like Matthew and Joe, you know, we dig deeper and we just find opened up before us. Uh, I've heard Matthew speak on the layers sometimes of what we read will break down. Um, you know, it applies to one thing that's going on in our life at this moment. And we come back years later as matured Christians and we see that there's way more to it than we even knew before. And, uh, one of the first things I heard Matthew Miller on was about biblical mechanics. I believe it was on Canary Cry and, uh, I just, I I think the more that we start to understand what's before us, we can view it. You know, we bring some things into today's world. You know, it helps me when I talk to a younger generation. You know, it is like a binary code. There's a one and a two, but it's a one and a two. And Matthew has a a beautiful way of explaining this, uh, you know, and feel free to jump in at any time, Matthew. I didn't mean to cut you off earlier. Uh, you know, but that's just uh that was where the end of my my search for the past week or so had led me. But I do have some different references for um, you know, Lucifer is only in the KJV Isaiah fourteen twelve um, you know, and that was interesting. That's Italian and that is uh, a name. But the other references were um, Morning Star or uh, Day Star. I think one of the translations had in there um there was some interesting stuff um for the devil was in luke eleven fourteen through 26 matthew nine thirty four, First john 3 eight, First corinthians ten twenty one, ephesians six eleven, First peter 5 8 so those are i hope everybody has their pens and pencils if they're listening out there because i did i do try to uh to put a lot of information before myself and uh and use that, you know, because that is uh, definitely going to develop strategy here. We have to remember, we're not playing checkers. This is a, a game of, we have to be thinking, just move the head of the enemy. Um, so another, uh, another place I was led is I just, I, I looked for Satan. In time, we had some, some reference to Satan, which is actually Hothatan. Uh, and so I think that's a Hebrew uh, title. Uh, and so I want Matthew to maybe talk to us a little bit about uh, his opinion on the devil and Satan. And uh, I know I've heard him about that before in the past with his son, Aaron, and uh, you know, just some mind blowing stuff there. Now uh, on the fringe of your side, I also did a little bit on the cockatrice versus the adder. You can look at Isaiah 14 and uh, just kind of browse through different translations, reading uh, the passages there in Isaiah 14 and uh, Jeremiah 8, 17. Then I looked at the dragon, the serpent, you know, they kind of replaced each one out for the other uh, and without throughout some different translations. That's Job thirty twenty nine, Deuteronomy 32, 33. So I definitely encourage you. I've said it a lot, you know, get in your Bibles, people get in your Bibles and read them and study them. And uh, don't just take one translation as exactly what it is, because even just something as simple as that, will help you start to peel back some layers and and start to look at things for what they are, you know, and uh, try to gain your own understanding and pray about it. Definitely, we need to be praying uh, through these studies that we're doing. You know, a lot of times we miss that. We just want to dive right in. You know, anytime you go to get into the Word and you want a better understanding, you need to get into some prayer, you know. Uh, And I encourage you, uh, if you like the thought of fasting, I'm very intrigued by the thought of uh, fasting and praying. I've talked with Matthew about that recently before. And so uh, I'm doing some studies on the side myself on um, any reference to fasting in the Bible. So just as a side note, you know, not to bounce around too much there. And uh, this is another interesting fact. Revelation 12 retains dragon uh, in all translations that I was looking through today. So that thing. So Matthew, if you want to end, I know I laid a lot out there, but feel free to uh, give us some Give us a better understanding here from your end, please sir.
0: Well, I most certainly will, and I think it's it's most apropos that uh we talk about timing because many times there in that diatribe you gave timing was a key critical integer here and and let's just let's just take the this from uh well you you stated it yourself that. Jesus was tempted by the devil, but not just at any time, not just at any place. Uh, It's it's very important that everybody realizes that massive details that Mark gives uh, in his, well, opening chapter there. That, uh, verse 12, immediately the spirit compelled him to go out into the wilderness. And he was in the wilderness 40 days. Okay, so let's talk about this. We know at the end of this, he was hungry, so he fasted for 40 days. But it was key critical that we all realize that Satan did not come to tempt him into the spirit gave measure. Now, this all comes right after it was a public display from the Holy Spirit that descended from heaven, and of course, the voice of God was heard. This is my son with whom I'm well pleased. So, this was all a very public statement, and you need to come to grips with this right now. You're not going to get in any rough waters if it's not publicly known that you are a Christian. You really don't have to worry about it. Unfortunately, your enemy also uh, is going to target you if you come out and be a professing Christian. So, let's get this straight right now. Many trials, many troubles in life are not from your adversary. A lot of things in life, well, that's just the way it is. You get yourself into a mess, and you have to get yourself out when you're outside of the kingdom of heaven. But One of the things that Mark brings out in the very first chapter that yes, this obviously has everything to do with timing. But let's take a look at verse 14. Now, after John had been taken into custody... Ooh, that stings. So take note that after this tempting was done, Jesus waited for John to be taken into custody. And it is then, at this point... Christ himself states this in Mark uh, chapter 1 verse 15. The time is fulfilled. Now, why, why had the time become fulfilled? Because John was taken into custody. So now I think everybody is really starting to realize what was going on in that first chapter of Mark. Why timing had to do with everything. But it does. And it was from this inception right here that Christ himself said this The time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God is at hand Repent Believe in the gospel So take note This is where the kingdom of heaven began And this had everything to do that Virtually the linchpin in this was Satan coming to do his deed Now Speaking about uh, you know Satan, well, it kind of mimics the exact time when this is first mentioned in the Bible. Everybody knows about uh, well the bad prophet Balaam. Well, that's where Satan is in the Hebrew. That's the first that's the first occurrence of it. Uh, it's 2222 22. it's really easy to remember numbers 2222 22. but god was angry because he was going and the angel of the lord took his stand in the way as an adversary against him right there as a satan against him okay let's do this one more time and you better listen really closely let's do this out of the KJV perhaps it would be better for people to hear it this way yes you're going to hear the angel of the Lord and then you're going to hear the Hebrew states quite clearly that he was standing in the way acting like a Satan so yeah that's that's exactly what the Bible said so let's try the KJV and God's anger was kindled because he went and the angel of the Lord stood in his way for an adversary against him now, he was riding upon his ass, and his two servants were with him. Now, this kind of makes you stand back that, well, yes, these, these words are separated, but, yeah, it was just like I it to you. God was angry, so the angel of the Lord come and stood in the way as a Satan against him. I'm probably taking all of you by surprise, but if you go back to Mark and check out what was happening, it's it's very short order, and that's what's so special about Mark here. It's very short, concise, to the point. Now, let's 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 read this whole diatribe uh, here in Mark, and um, let's see what's really going on here. Starting with verse 9. The New American Standard Bible. In those days Jesus came from Nazareth in Galilee. And was baptized by John. In the Jordan. Immediately coming up out of the water. He saw the heavens opening. And the spirit like a dove descending upon him. And a voice came out of the heavens. You are my beloved son. In you I am well pleased. Immediately the Spirit compelled him to go out into the wilderness. And he was in the wilderness 40 days being tempted by Satan. And he was with the wild beast, and the angels were ministering to him. Now after John had been taken into custody, Jesus came into Galilee preaching the gospel of God and saying, The time is fulfilled, and the kingdom of God it is at hand. Repent and believe in the gospel. Maybe we should go back to Numbers chapter 22 and verse 22 one more time. But God was angry because he was going and the angel of the Lord took his stand in his way as an adversary against him. Now he was riding on his donkey and his two servants were with him. Yes, you caught why Mike, why Mark was saying what he was saying. I take it that you caught about the donkey, and now all of a sudden you realized, well, that's why he was with the wild beast and the angels were ministering with him. Because, well, the famous donkey here in this tale, you know, the donkey that speaks. Now it makes sense with what the first chapter of Mark had to say and why all this diatribe is here. So, to say this is layered is a gross understatement. It's a gross understatement. It's a gross understatement. There's all kinds of layers here. And timing is absolutely everything. Now, everything that was described was obviously a beautiful time for the Lord God of heaven just to come out and say, this is my son with whom I'm well pleased. So timing was everything. Now, I know that's a lot to dump on everybody's head. But there's a whole lot more to consider than what you're used to considering. I've kept it very light. I've pointed out the simple fact that the first time Satan is mentioned in the Bible, Numbers chapter 22, verse 22, if you can't see Mark the first chapter there, like I said, even with the donkey, you're in a world of hurt. And you're not going to be able to see the snares that he's setting for you this very day. Bryant, back to you.
1: Like you said, that's a, a light view at some very fascinating things that we're going to get into eventually. I mean, I just encourage you. I hope that if you're listening, you are sitting there with a pad and a pen like I am. Uh, you know, I, don't, I have uh, quite a few different beautiful Bibles, but I find myself using my phone. You have that search option in there, which is just uh, great. But just as I said, l- look through different translations. You know, as my wife loves the New Living Translation. And, uh, you know, I do feel like it d- does still, of course, hold some value. But if you start to look through uh, quite a few different translations, Matthew, uh leans a lot towards the NASB and Joe as well, which I have started using a lot myself. And, uh, you know, that brings a lot of new light to some of these verses that I've been familiar with my whole life, and I'm finding that I only thought I did. So even if you have some memory verses and some stuff that you hold in your heart that you've always had, which I have, and that's great, and I encourage you to have those things, um, go back. Never assume that you know these things because we get in a complacent lifestyle sometimes where it's real easy to find ourselves just thinking that we know, you know, what uh, God has planned for our lives. And we can be amazed sometimes if we dig deep and start to find that, uh, you know, there's a lot more to everything before us. We actually have been given a lot more information, I think, than we are aware of sometimes. So I've never been a date setter. I never get too hung up on the, you know, there's a lot of uh wonderfully interesting fringe topics and then there's some uh you know some studies, you know, that are there's nothing wrong with uh but we've got to focus on what we can do, you know, as um as warriors for God. You know, that's I just I'm leaning a lot towards this uh battle reference you know and us being warriors and soldiers for christ because i have found myself you know at the very bottom covered in mud covered in dirt just beat up you know with nowhere left to turn and realized that when you're down on your knees and all you have left is your faith you realize this all, that's all you need that's really all you needed the whole time and you've got to be aware Of what we have before us, you know, this grace and mercy, it doesn't come cheap. And I think a lot of times we want to continue to live our lives the way we want to live them, you know, and we justify some things that we do and we let the world influence us to a point to where we water down our understandings of the word, you know. So uh, there's just so many reasons that we should be heavily involved writing this down, going back. Spending some time each day, set yourself small goals, you know, 10 minutes, uh, you know, a day for a week. And then you'll find yourself going way over 10 minutes, you know, I promise. Uh, you'll, you'll spend a lot more time in there than you're probably even aware. And, uh, and like Matthew has said, there's so much information before us. And we have to put in that time. And we actually benefit greatly from getting our own understanding and not just trusting, you know, uh, the pastor's sermon on Sunday or, you know, something that you're watching on TV or uh, some of the podcasts that you're listening to. I mean, I even, Johnny has got me, uh, you know, he's he's mentioned in the past the J. Vernon McGee, and I've, I've found that on Apple Podcasts, and I've downloaded a lot of those and been listening to it, and uh, it's great. It's great information, you know, but you can't take what we're listening to, and that be our understanding, because we have to really understand the material that we have before us. You know, it's just kind of like if I've got uh, under my bed, tucked away safely, all someone else's homework from grades one through 12, I'm not going to have their education. I have their homework, but I don't have their education. You have to do the work yourself. You know, you got to make it a part of you. You know, that's where this transform comes in. When we're living in a world that wants to wants you to conform to the world, you know, we have um, and that we're being transformed. And there's a huge difference in the two. Um, so with all that being said, you know, and again, Matthew, feel free to jump in at any time. But I do have. Um, I'm going to. I'm going to look for a couple of these verses real quick, if you want to jump in for just a second.
0: Sure. No problem. You uh, you get prepared in any way you see fit, because <laughs> I could talk about this all day long. You know, let's, let's do some very important things here with Mark. I started out in Mark, and, and, and I think I'll continue that, because I know the next time that, that Satan is used in Mark, the next time, is when uh, Jesus gives his discourse about, well, Satan can't cast out Satan, or his kingdom would be divided against himself. Now, with this in mind, this is the very first thing I think that we all need to do, is realize, who's on your team? Now, Mark already gave us the clue. Christ himself said this. This right here is the beginning of the kingdom. So, I think you all need to set up and realize that, well, there's two teams. <laughs> there's the kingdom of heaven, and there's other. That's that's what this comes down to. You desperately need to view your wife as being <laughs> under your banner. Your children, uh, the people at your work, if it's possible for you to come to an understanding about who's a Christian in that place and who's not, realize they are under your banner remember that you're at, this is the most important thing you have to realize that you are at war and this war is detrimental to all of your loved ones survival so with that in mind uh, if you're ready Bryant uh, back to you Uh, but you need to realize that ladies and gentlemen that This was the beginning of the kingdom of heaven, and a kingdom divided itself against itself cannot stand. Right.
1: So um, what I was looking at was in Acts, and so what I found interesting was – but Peter said, Ananias, why has Satan filled your heart to lie to the Holy Spirit and keep back part of the price of the land for yourself? So I did find it interesting um, there, and I also had pulled up Luke ten eighteen. And he said, to, he said to them, I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. Behold, I give you the authority to trample on serpents and scorpions and all the power of the enemy, and nothing by any means should hurt you. Um, so there we get another reference to the enemy. And so that was the other study that I didn't write all my references down. But uh, that's just kind of where Matthew went instantly when we started earlier. And that's kind of where I had landed and was still in the middle of reading earlier. And so I found that really um, helpful to give us a new light, you know, sometimes of exactly what we're dealing with, you know. So it's just easy to uh, the devil made me do it you know, like I said earlier, or um you know, but w- what we really have is we have an enemy that is um to to steal, kill and destroy, you know, the he comes and um uh, what was it? There's another reference to he is uh a lion, you know, raging around looking for Matthew you could probably uh <laughs> you'd know right where to go and I wish I would have wrote all these uh the enemy references down earlier but Uh, That's why I just encourage you to go and uh, uh, have all this stuff in front of you. Um, So I kind of feel like I'm not all the way done, and I I love that that we're kind of here because that's what I wanted to do when I told Matthew that I wanted to start a podcast as I was in a position where I – need to get a better understanding of the war before us as well so everyone listening i want you to understand that i i want you to do this together with me i want us to learn and grow as a body and a community you know together and it doesn't matter where we're at i've said this many a times with joe and matthew you know we're states and states apart from one another but we're able to fellowship and come together and uh, have these round table discussions you know uh, even from uh, worlds away it seems and that's the most important thing is that we have an Ecclesia, you know, and Matthew has said many a times, if you find him and you send him, you want to get involved in that Bible study. You know, um, uh, I'm, I'm starting to dig deeper. I have so many side studies that I'm doing right now and that's a beautiful thing. And it's real easy to get caught up and say, you know, I don't have time, uh, to, to sit down and read today. Or, you know, we we make all these excuses on why, We don't have time to slow down, you know, but this is not um, only an investment, you know, something that be seeds that we're going to plant in our hearts and our children's hearts and watch them grow. But we're literally training for battle. So we can't send uh, our children out into this world unprepared, but we can't prepare them if we're not prepared ourselves, right? So we have to step up to the plate here and we really have to do our due diligence right, to understand what is unfolding before us. You know, I I was saying earlier about some of the the fringier topics that everyone gets into, and those can be fun, you know, and those can be uh, very interesting. And we can learn a lot um, from those things, you know, and it helps us retain material when we make them fun like that. But we also have to understand that the solution is given to us and the time is before us. And we have to prepare um, because we do have a relocation that's going to be taking place. You know, I hope you guys are watching Matthew's videos for this uh, rapture versus relocation because this is what's important. And we have to not forget that. Excuse me, while I take a drink here. Sorry, but we have to be we have to be prepared now. There's no time to waste. And it's all given to us. You know, we just have to do our due diligence to break it down and go over this information with people that we trust and not just take what we see around us as what it is. You know, the, the, the truth to the world that we're living in is a deep, dark rabbit hole that can take us a lot of places. You know, and I listen to a lot of shows that uh, go a lot of different routes, but at the end of the day um, what's really important is the gospel, right? That's what he told us is to go, go and preach the gospel, right that's what we're supposed to be out here doing but we have to be prepared ourselves we have to be prepared ourselves so uh Matthew if you have any uh references or anything about the the enemy you know like i said you went straight to that earlier and i'm i'm mostly intrigued by uh by doing a little more digging on the enemy and and uh maybe like i said some weapons and the tools that we can use you know, the he he mentioned earlier talking about uh when Jesus was tempted in the wilderness, you know, he was hungry. You know, he was just starving and he knew uh the enemy knew that he was weak right then. And of course that's why he approached him. But uh we I've said in previous discussions, Jesus was ready with the word. That was his weapon to use against the enemy. And so if we are doing these Bible studies you know that the battle study was a play on words you know that that's kind of it just spoke to me when it had a, a ring to it that I love because that's exactly what it is is preparing for battle we have to study it's all right here in front of us you know it's uh it's way way more important than we give it credit and it's a lot easier to do than we give credit you know to make time to get into the word.
0: Absolutely, uh, that is the first and foremost thing you you have to be ready for the battle. You you have to be ready. And how did Christ do it? Well, it just he states it over and over and over. Uh, I mean, this is one of the most famous uh, things in the New Testament, really. That's this this key phrase: "It is written." I mean, ladies and gentlemen, uh, I can't even tell you myself how many times. That phrase is in the New Testament. It is written. Um, there's a couple of times it's it, it, it stated, um, it is written in Isaiah, or it will give another prophet, or it is written in the prophets. It is written. It is written. It's all over it. Uh, it's absolutely all over it. Um, of course, Matthew. Um, <laughs> uh, but he answered in uh, Matthew 4.4, 4, it is written, man shall not live on bread alone, but on every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Right there's your whole entire crux. If you are going to deal with your enemy, the only way to deal with your enemy is know your Bible. That's really the only way to do it. Is to know everything that God has spoken and come to grips with that because there's a whole lot of it that isn't very nice, especially when it comes to you personally. Now, that's just the way that it is. I mean, ladies and gentlemen, of this one thing you can be sure of that God is not going to say you can do things that, well, is really overtly exciting to do. He's just not going to tell you that. He's never going to give you a license. Never. And one of the best things you need to memorize is the Ten Commandments, because you realize that in dealing with your enemy, this is the first thing he's going to get you to do, is trip up on those very simple Ten Commandments. If you can't keep those straight, you're doomed. And let's be honest with each other. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, why don't you riddle me this? What's the Seventh Commandment? Tell me if you know whisper it to thine own self. What's number seven? Do you know? Because if you don't know, you're doomed. It should tell you you do not know how to respond to your enemy. Because those Ten Commandments are so easy. If you claim the name of Christ as your king and don't know the Ten Commandments, Something's terribly wrong. Because he come to fulfill that law. And so this is the most important thing you can do is start getting to grips with the simple fact that Ephesians chapter 5 and verse 16 states this. You better get with the program because the days are evil. You're not supposed to be walking around as unwise. That scripture tells you how to get wise. So, man, I cannot impress this upon you enough. You really do need to start memorizing scripture. And that those Ten Commandments is the perfect place to start. But don't get tripped up on translation like Bryant said. Go with the one that's easier for you to, to memorize. Write them down on flashcards. You know, ten flashcards. Write every one of them, label them, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10. And start training your mind to come to grips with who it is that's trying to get its grips on your throat, your spouse's throat, your children's throat. And realize that if you have woven the scriptures into the fabric of your synaptic responses, it cannot be taken from you. So that's one of the most important things you could, you could do. And I think that Bryant should include that. You know, that'd be a good uh, thing to do it at the beginning or the end of his programs. Just a very simple verse to uh, have everybody memorize. You have to start somewhere. Uh, Mark chapter 1 is very illicit that Christ had to start somewhere. So you better come to grips with what's coming. And that's a perfect way to do it, memorize scripture, the easy ones. You don't have to go with the difficult ones.
1: Bryant? And I think that's a uh, – man, I, I can't tell you how much I appreciate that. You know, it's so simple, right, that even I didn't think of that, how beautiful that would be. We should just make a, a memory verse, you know, that goes with every show, you know, and – uh. You guys feel free to ever chip in on the, the Facebook page. I hope you guys are uh going and, and liking that page and I hope to get some discussions going in the future as well, you know, on there. Uh send Matthew a request on the ecclesia. That'll sure keep you busy because he gets deep. And I'll tell you if you want to peel back some layers on the word in the Bible, you know, just uh spend some time going back and forth with him on a uh ecclesia battles uh bible study and it'll he'll blow your mind real quick so uh a couple ideas that I went over with um uh, Matthew um uh, in the past you know battle study um I told him was just kind of preparing for battle in the physical the mental and the spiritual realms Basic training is something I want to look at, where we just do some basic theology study and try to make sure we have a good understanding of the doctrine and the gospel of salvation, right? Because that's like literally the most important thing that we do have, uh, you know, uh, before us right now. We have to have an understanding of that before anything else, first and foremost, you know. So um, well, I want to dig deep into that, you know. Um, Sunday cool. Was kind of just joking around. Something I told him to be a family-friendly study. You know, I want you guys to get the, your children involved. I have children, you know, and uh I get them involved in just anything, and they they eat it up, you know. And they're all different ages, you know. I've got some teens, and I've just got some little ones running around too. So uh, start them young, train the child up the way they should go, and when they get older, they will not depart from it. You know, you got to we got to keep these things in mind. Um, so, uh, but I also want to get some war stories. You know, I do want to talk to some people about their battle scars because the, the the battles that we face in our daily lives they really shape and mold who we are in Christ, and they give us a testimony that we can take out, and that's how we're going to reach those around us. You know, we don't have to have a uh, a podium, right? We don't have to stand on a soapbox. We uh, we don't have to go out storm the streets. No, we're welcome to do. All three, and uh I encourage you if one of those is your calling, you know um those that's important too, whatever we can do to get it out there, but just even just the guy that that's not outgoing and can never speak to a crowd can still reach uh um, just millions of people, and uh you know all jokes aside, all it takes is one person hearing this today you know that goes home and tells his brother that changes his life and becomes a pastor and then builds a mega church that's actually changing lives. And it doesn't even have to be a mega church, but I just mean you have to think that we're shaping the generation that's to come. And what are we giving them as ammunition? You know, are we letting the world train them? Are we letting the TV shows and the movies and Disney, is that who we're going to let train our children up for the world? Because there's a lot of stuff that they're going to face that that's not going to prepare them for, you know. And uh, and if it does give them a sense that they're prepared, that's that's worse sometimes than not being prepared, um, you know. But I do want to get some some interviews with some people. And so if you'd ever be interested in something like that out there, if you've got a, a powerful testimony, even if you think you don't, you, you might have a lot more powerful testimony than you think you do. So you could reach out you know, on the uh, on Facebook there if you ever wanted to share your testimony. And that's just one of many ways that we could be reaching people. But, I, again, I encourage you to be prepared when we're going out there in battle. If we're going to go have these discussions with people around us in the secular world and at secular jobs and at schools, you know, uh, be prepared. You know, uh, I find it interesting sometimes some of the people I talk to that uh, can quote scripture that, uh, even when, when some Christians that I know can't, you know, just some people in the secular world, they know their Bibles too. Everybody's at a different place and sometimes people, um, you know, get angry with God and they, they lose their way and they, they maybe didn't have all the facts from the beginning, you know, and if we could be prepared to give a reason for the hope that we have, you know, at all times, you'd be surprised the opportunities that just start to fall before us, you know, and there's nothing in the world quite like the feeling of realizing that you just help somebody come to know the real love of Jesus, you know, when they had a a misconception, you know, from childhood or from college or from, uh, you know, their own parents or family or home life or lack of, you know, when we're out there, we're, we're meeting people every day that just come from everywhere and they've been through everything. You know, there's some heartbreaking stuff. If you spend a lot of time, you know, watching the news or, or, um, reading the news, you know, you'll realize that there's a lot of heartbreaking news out there. So I just like to focus more on the solutions and what we can be doing to change the world that's in front of us, you know, because it's important that, We are investing, you know, I I think my grandfather used to say uh, it takes a lot to be able to invest money in planting a seed and caring for a seed of a tree that would be there for hundreds of years to come, you know, something that you're not going to reap the full benefit from but you're still investing your time and your love and your compassion into this thing, because it's bigger than us. You know, this is all way bigger than us, but we're important and we do play a part. And so that's kind of what the whole goal of doing this show tonight was, was to try to help clear up some misconceptions, you know, some things that we kind of just, we think we've known our whole lives or, you know, the, the world gives us this impression, you know, Matthew's reference before you know where the um the idea of the rapture came from and and a lot of my understanding of what the rapture was and where it came from as a child kind of came from the left behind series you know that was a big thing when i was growing up and uh we kind of as children we think that that is equal to the bible unless we're told otherwise now luckily i grew up in a family that would tell me uh otherwise but not everybody gets that sometimes um if, some, if you work with a guy and you know he's a Christian and he's the only Christian that you know, and then you're at your Thanksgiving dinner and uh, you know you're you're telling your family, you know about this guy that you work with, you know, and how he influenced your life. Well, they're hearing, okay, this Christian that he works with. Well, they've got a different Christian that they work with, and he's not uh, he's not a good guy, you know. And so his, her conception of what uh, her impression of what a Christian is, is completely different than him. And so we have to understand that each little pond, right, that we may feel like we are sometimes in this big world. I've been there, you know, I've had uh, battles with depression. You know, I found myself uh, in some dark places throughout my life. You know, I'm 34 years old and uh, I'm across the map from where I grew up. And that place uh, has tripled in size since we've left, you know, and there's still and building, and it's getting bigger, and I read stories from back home just of uh, people that I grew up with, you know, and we're losing them left and right, and we're losing them to drugs and suicide, and, and people are fighting these battles, and they don't know uh, what they can do, and the things that they are turning to is killing them as well, so we need to be prepared, you know, to each one reach one, and that just spreads like wildfire. That's kind of my hope with all this is that we just reignite some flames in a generation that uh you know, uh hopefully has uh, a better understanding of the battle that's before us. And so uh <clears throat> I feel like I'm uh losing my voice here. I've, I've been working a lot lately and kind of battling a little head cold and stuff, so I appreciate y'all bearing with me. I hope everybody can hear me out there, but uh that's just kind of what I wanted to do today was just clear up some misconceptions and try to help you understand what some of my intentions are going forward with battle study and how I study when I study, you know. And uh, it's always great to have Matthew uh, being willing to to dedicate some time as well here with me because I, uh, he brings a whole new understanding to some stuff that I thought that I knew growing up. Uh, So it's just amazing sometimes how much I learn. I've said in the past to my children uh, as I'm lecturing them about something or trying to explain something to them, and then I realized I didn't even know that. What I just told them, I had never considered myself, and uh, I, I don't feel like I knew that, and I think that sometimes God can speak to me, through me, if that makes any sense. So when we have these discussions with our brothers and our sisters in Christ out there, and with the world and people that we work with, you'd be surprised what we learn ourselves and what we gain from it ourselves, you know? And so, uh, you know, when we're, when we're serving, when we're out there serving, um, you just be amazed at what it does to your heart and who you are. Um, I'm also doing a thing right now that I would encourage you to do to just pick someone, you know, out there in your life that you work with or you go to school with or someone in your family. But, uh, Don't tell them that you're going to pray for them, but pray for them every day and every night, you know, every time you pray, pray for that person, you know, pray for their happiness and their health and, um, for blessings in their life and, um, for them to have peace, you know, and, uh, to better know the Lord and don't tell them, but just pray for them for 30 days and watch as you interact with them, watch God work. It's amazing. You know, sometimes. Our prayers are powerful. That's another weapon that we have, you know. And so, uh, again, I just want you to all, I encourage you to get in your Bibles, you know. I hope to have some more material out for you real soon, Um, you know, and I'll keep you posted along the way. I'm I'm out in the studio now. It's freezing cold. Uh, I hope I'm not echoing too bad. I've got a about a wall and a half I've got to put up out here. And uh, then we'll start cranking some stuff out, you know, and I'll be a little better prepared. I uh, apologize today to not have all that in front of me. I was going to go a totally different direction with some stuff. And then Matthew just opened up and blew my mind right off the bat with uh, the enemy, which is, again, where I was just landed at. So that's that's God working. You know, that lets you know that we're we're doing the right thing here. You know, we're on the same page. Uh, we don't even have the same, uh, you know, notebook in front of us, but we, we're we both on the same page. So, Matthew, I appreciate you uh, taking the time with me this evening.
0: Well, you are most welcome. That is uh, certainly the case. And that's certainly the case for any of you out there listening. One thing that you can do to further the goal of the kingdom of heaven is do this one thing. When somebody needs you to take time, take time. Because as a Christian, you literally have all the time in the world. Don't forget that. And I want to say this as a closing comment. (laughs) Romans chapter 12 verse 2. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. So that you may prove, that's right, it says prove, so that you can prove what the will of God is. That which is good, acceptable, and perfect. Don't you realize what he just said? (laughs) He just gave you the shortcut. Is what you're doing good? Is what you're doing acceptable? Is what you're doing perfect? Because if it's not, you're not doing it for the kingdom of heaven so i just can't stress that enough if somebody needs it give them time because you as a christian you literally have all of time left bryant
1: i think that's just great too that's a the the verse i was trying to remember earlier and if i would have been better prepared you know i would have uh had that out as well when we were talking about it earlier um so that was just great that you brought that to it. I guess we should probably uh, end with a memory verse, right? I mean, that was where we wanted. To, this isn't the first official battle study, but I think that would be a great place to start. Uh, so I just went with First Timothy two four and five, and uh, what I've got here is who will all men, who will have all men to be saved and to come into the knowledge of truth.
0: For there is one God
1: and one mediator between God and men, the man Christ Jesus. So I encourage you, you know, if that's going to be my memory verse for the week, 1 Timothy 2, 4 through 5. So I encourage you to uh, w- end with me on that. Um, again, if you uh, wanted to share your testimony, if you had any questions, if you have uh, prayer requests, you know, you can find me on Facebook at Battle Study. You know join that group, or you could uh email me at follower of the way eighty five that's follower of the way eighty five at gmail dot com so uh reach out, get involved, join with us. you know I hope to have a a lot more uh material coming out soon, and I just want all to be a part of it out there. I want you to get involved uh any way you can and if there's anything I can do on my end, I have time you know to uh to jump in there and, and pray for you or to talk to you if there's something that you're struggling with. You know, I just encourage you to reach out and if not to meet to somebody, right? Somebody that you trust and uh, preferably a Christian, right? Because uh, the world will give you some not so good advice as well. So that's why we need to know our enemy. We need to uh, be able to decipher sometimes, uh, you know, some of the stuff that we're faced with and, uh, and and I just want you to be there for one another. So, uh, again, I thank you for, for being a part of this and for listening. And, uh, Matthew, I thank you for uh, jumping in here and for, for having me. I don't have anything set up to record right now, so uh, this is the only way that you guys are getting able to hear me is because Matthew was willing to take the time to, uh, to do this for us. So, Matthew, I appreciate you there, brother.
0: You are most welcome. And with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, God bless. Godspeed.